What's happening, friends? Welcome back to the Bankrupt Hippo YouTube channel. I'm Bryce. This is another episode of Coffee and Kernels, episode 12, where we talk all about the world of movies, video games, and TV shows. My friends, if you like these videos, feel free to like, comment, and subscribe to get in on the fandom and join in on the fun. Plus, it helps people just like you find these videos, and I sure do appreciate it. For today's episode, we're going to be talking a lot about movies. We're going to talk about all the August movie releases and my anticipation for them. We're also going to review Rango, which came as a recommendation from a fellow viewer. And then we're also going to review the new Disney release Jungle Cruise starring Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt. So without further ado, let's get started. We'll kick off this episode with August movie releases. First up, we've got The Suicide Squad. We're going to start off with Friday, August 6th and my most second anticipated movie of the month, which is going to be James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. So this title was actually handpicked by James Gunn to go ahead and direct. DC approached him to direct one of their titles, and he decided on The Suicide Squad, apparently. And so far, early reviews have been extremely positive. Now, from my point of view, considering how much I deeply enjoyed his Guardians 1 and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, it makes me really excited to see his next title. Not only am I a fan of his past work, but I'm also a fan of the cast, including Idris Elba, Margot Robbie, and I even like John Cena in some of the movies that he's put out. And plus, there's a lot of intrigue for myself in this because full disclosure I've actually never really seen a Suicide Squad film in fact I've only really started getting into DC titles pretty recently and all of which I've enjoyed Batman vs Superman Zack Snyder's Justice League Joker I've noticed with a lot of these DC titles there's a darker grittier tone to a lot of these heroes that I've come to enjoy especially within these DC titles but with the Suicide Squad I can tell from the trailer that it's offering a different look upon these anti-heroes. Let's talk about the trailer. It's good, and it really got me hyped for this movie. If I had to describe this trailer, it's a really interesting juxtaposition between light and dark. You've got this really big group of anti-heroes who are typically dark people, but then they're juxtaposed using all of these bright colors coupled with a ton of humor, which is a technique that James Gunn utilized in the Guardians of the Galaxies movies, so it's really nice that he's kind of sticking to that. He's following what he's good at, and doubling down on what you're good at is never a bad thing. And going back on that juxtaposition that I talked about earlier, it's really interesting that anti-heroes who are typically darker people are being depicted as more of a positive, lighter tone, because in a lot of the other titles, like in Zack Snyder's DC movies, you've got these heroes who are more more positive characters who are being depicted in darker, grittier tones, so it's like a really interesting flip-flop. The only thing I really worried about with this trailer is I'm worried that the humor in the Suicide Squad is going to be trying too hard. In the trailer, I got a couple of chuckles, but there was a moment or two, I'll call it a moment and a half, where I felt the humor was just trying to reach too much, and I was kind of like, it's overstepping a little bit. But my friends, like I said, the Suicide Squad is my second most anticipated movie of the month, what do you make of the trailer? Whatever you think, you know the comment section is. Let me know. Next up, Val. My next anticipated film of the month is actually going to be debuting on the same day as The Suicide Squad, Friday, August 6th, and it's Val. Val is a documentary slash biopic of the life of actor Val Kilmer. And so far from what I've seen, it's gotten some pretty high praise out of the gate, and I believe this is going to be an Amazon Prime video title. And full disclosure, that's mostly what I know about this movie other than what I've seen in the trailers. So me, why am I excited to see this movie? I've got a special place in my heart for Val Kilmer. When I was younger, my dad really loved to show us 80s movies. And one of the 80s movies he showed us was Val Kilmer's iconic Real Genius, which I really, really enjoyed. It's just a movie we always love to watch together and sometimes still pop on once in a while. 
And Val Kilmer, I just thought he played a really funny character in that film. Not only that, but Val Kilmer gets a cameo in The Love Guru, which also made me chuckle a little bit because The Love Guru, I'll admit, is one of my guilty pleasures. But just seeing Val Kilmer in there, I thought was I thought that was really enjoyable. And I will say, like I said, I have seen the trailer, and the trailer has gotten me intrigued for this movie. The reason being is because the impression I'm getting from the trailer is the fact that it's a documentary and biopic of Val Kilmer told exactly through his eyes. He's been collecting footage throughout his life, and it looks like this film is going to be using a lot of that. Getting the story of a man's adversity and his struggles through life through his own eyewitness account, who is there better to tell their own story than the person who's living it? And it just kind of gives off the impression that heart and soul really went into making this movie. So my friends, just for that reason alone, I thought highly of the trailer and it's got me intrigued in this movie, but I want to know what you think. Are you going to see Val? Are you excited for it? Whatever you think, you know the comment section is. Let me know. Next up, Free Guy. My most anticipated movie of the month is going to be Free Guy, which is going to debut Friday, August 13th. There's a few reasons why this is my most anticipated movie of the month. One, Ryan Reynolds. I've loved Ryan Reynolds dating all the way back to the movie he did with Sandra Bullock called The Proposal. Please watch it if you haven't quite yet. Also, I really enjoy Sean Levy, who's directing this title, and he's directed some other projects in the past that I'm a really big fan of, including the internship with Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn, the Pink Panther with Steve Martin, plus among a few other titles. The trailer hits this trailer trifecta of items that really gets me hooked in and excited. It's novelty, humor, and innocence. Starting off with the novelty, I can never actually recall watching a movie trailer that took place in this type of world, which is occupying the world of a video game. Going through this world of video game through the video game's AI characters, that's something that's just I've never seen done before. And the fact that this AI is getting a mind of its own and causing anomalies in this video game, I think is just overall hilarious. Like, what if video game AIs could actually get a mind of their own and start wreaking havoc. It's just really fascinating the more you think about it. And the fact that this AI gets so smart enough to the point where they're realizing they themselves are in a video game, to me, that whole prospect, it's just so unique and it's just hilarious. I mean, I can recall even when I was younger and I loved playing video games, I still play video games all the time, but the fact that as your imagination, you can sometimes imagine these AI characters, it's like, do they have a mind of their own? And it's like this whole premise of what if they actually did what would happen? it's fun to see that play out. Going on the innocence piece of this trailer, the stakes that of the world that this movie's taking place in are clearly low and it sort of adds to that sense of innocence because you see Ryan Reynolds' character do all this crazy stuff, get hit by cars, fall off of buildings, get put into this bubble where when he does fall off the building, he just jumps around and it makes everything a lot more fun not so crude not so serious there's nothing more i love than when you can go into a movie and actually feel like you're in a transport into a new world where you can escape and i think that's what this movie is really starting to capture or going to capture i should say and really it makes the possibilities of the boundaries of this movie really endless and it gives them a lot of wiggle room to get creative and do some crazy stuff and i can't wait to see how that's going to turn out and even the way that ryan reynolds character reacts to all these crazy situations that's happening in the video game you know his bank is getting robbed he's getting robbed at gunpoint he's always smiling while around having a good time helping people out who are going through building windows and whatnot just like it's a normal day it's a ton of fun to see and all the absurdities that come with it just make it all the more hilarious so my friends for those reasons i am this is my most anticipated movie of the month but i want to know what you think are you as excited for free guys i am whatever you think comment below let me know 
Don't Breathe 2. Don't Breathe 2, which is going to be debuting on Friday, August 13th, the same day as Free Guy. Don't Breathe 2 is the sequel to Don't Breathe, starring Stephen Lang and actually Dylan Minnette from 13 Reasons Why, which is a really funny callback. Considering how good Don't Breathe 1 was and the fact that this is a sequel to that title, I can't help but be excited. Stephen Lang crushed it in the last film, and it looks like this film is taking it up a notch in terms of stakes, so I'm really excited to see how creative they get with his character. Because the fact of the matter is, something is getting taken from him in this movie, and he's got to go out and hunt. Considering that his Stephen Lang's character is blind, I'm really curious to see how they're going to play with that a little bit. How does Stephen Lang as a character hunt when he when when one of his senses is essentially non-existent? But let me talk about the trailer. This trailer really got me pumped for this movie. All it took was one line of dialogue from Stephen Lang in this trailer to get me pumped, and it's the part where he's like, "How oh, you'll see." What I see gave me chills. Gave me chills, and I'm like, oh, he's about to just—he's about to crush somebody. And like I said, with this trailer, they do a really good job of framing what's to come. They walk this perfect line in movie trailers. It's really hard to do, where you got to be somewhat vague, but still be able to, do, to depict to the audience what's going on in this film. And I think this trailer does that perfectly. Like I said, we know the basic premise of the movie: Stephen Lang gets somebody taken from him. I'm guessing it's his daughter. Now he's got to go out and find her by any means necessary. And like I said, what really makes this interesting is Stephen Lang's character being blind and trying to hunt down this group of people who took his loved ones. It's like, how do you execute that when one of your senses is completely gone and you can't see anything? And it adds another sense, another layer, layer of novelty to the sequel film, even though it's already been done in the first film, it still gives, it still takes that up a notch and gets you excited for the next one. Another thing with this trailer is it does a really good job of capitalizing on that notion. It gives us just a little taste of how Stephen Lang's character navigates the loss of one of his senses in order to get done what he's got to get done, which is find his loved one. It was just really satisfying. It really makes me excited to see what other creative ways they execute that notion. For example, how does he fight? How does he stay hidden? How does how does he do everything? It's just really fascinating to watch. One last little footnote on this. I'm super curious to see how his daughter came into this. I'm presuming that this is his daughter. I could be totally wrong on that. But if it is his daughter, if you've seen Don't Breathe 1, he utilizes some really unconventional means. I don't want to give away spoilers. Just watch the first one. But after you watch the first one, you'll get exactly what I'm talking about. So my friends, the trailer got me amped to this one. Stephen Lang, I think, is going to crush it. But I want to know what you think. Are you excited for Don't Breathe 2? What you think you know the comment section is let me know all right so the last movie of the month that is my really highly anticipated list is handyman which is going to debut friday august 27th and i'm interested in this movie because of three words jordan peel thriller that's all i needed sign me up with jordan peel creating two really good thrillers and get out and us back to back you can't help but be excited for all of his future projects because the fact of the matter is he's really established himself as a force within the thriller space let's talk about the trailer the trailer got me really really excited for this movie as well i feel like i've been saying that a lot but the fact is these trailers have just been great and i've noticed in a lot of jordan peele's titles the trailers really do a good job of making you feel uneasy like you see all this weird shit happening the cinematography takes really weird angles you get the really creepy music that's got like scratchy violins that they use it's executed to perfection just about every time and plus it does a really great job of capturing these characters in really subtle moments of peril which i find really effective because if you can catch the actors in their best moments of peril it's gonna make me feel some kind of emotion and us feel kind of emotion as well no pun intended and all the while while we're, they're doing this they're 
slowly explaining what the Candyman is again without revealing too much like I know the fact that the Candyman is this urban legend entity myth sort of thing and that's all I really know and that he's got a hook hand apparently but even then that's sort of vague so like I said they walked that line of revealing a little bit and getting me excited for the movie without revealing absolutely nothing and then leaving me in the dark basically this trailer depicted exactly what emotions you should get out of a thriller movie which i felt frightened and uneasy so if the trailer can accomplish that alone it gives me really high hopes for the movie all right my friends are you excited for this jordan peele thriller as much as i am what do you think of it whatever you think comment below let me know moving away from august movie releases now we're going to start getting into our reviews first up we have rango i want to give a shout out to whoever recommended this movie to me somebody did it on one of my social platforms and i'm so sorry i can't remember what your name was but if you're seeing this video comment below and let me know so i can thank you properly and now Let's get into our review. So Rango is all about a lizard named Rango, who's voiced by Johnny Depp, who gets deserted in the middle of a desert and comes upon Beans, who's voiced by Isla Fisher. She takes him to their town. He weasels his way in with the locals. He gets really popular. He becomes sheriff, and now he's got to look after the town. We have our movie. Overall, this is a fun, simple Western film where we get to hang out with a lizard for a couple hours and have a ton of laughs. Starting off with what I loved about this movie, Johnny Depp and Isla Fisher brought in some really good vocal performances. Considering how Johnny Depp and Isla Fisher are both on-screen actors, they did a really good job of bringing their unique styles into their characters. Especially with Johnny Depp, I could picture some of his on-screen mannerisms kind of going as he was giving his dialogue for Rango. It's more of a goofy, witty, charismatic, eccentric feel that he has to a lot of the characters he portrays on screen, and he brought it to Rango, which made me really get sold with it. If you guys don't know what I'm referring to, just look up scenes of Captain Jack Sparrow and you know exactly what I'm referring to. Also, I really enjoyed the humor with this movie. There was a ton of witty one-liners that just encompassed throughout the entire film. Just when I wasn't expecting it, I was pleasantly surprised around the corner to find a really good joke in the movie that made me laugh out loud. And that's the best part. It always came just when I wasn't expecting it. So it was actually utilized really effectively because it got me to really engage and pay attention to the dialogue throughout the film. So not only did I keep up on the story and how Rango was progressing, but also the funny one-liners. Lastly, I really enjoyed the animation with this movie. It really brought everything to life and and I thought it just was really gorgeous, especially in terms of the character models and the natural elements surrounding the desert and the town. I thought they were captured really, really well. And they did a really great job at using it to focus on Rango, considering how colorful Rango's body is as a lizard, he can change colors. And it was juxtaposed really nicely with the colorless bland town and landscape overall. It really helped Rango stand out. Overall, switching to what I didn't like about this movie, there's very little downside to this movie, but there's only one thing that I could think of, and that's the pacing. The movie actually starts out pretty slow. For about the first 15 to 20 minutes, you're kind of just left wandering with Rango, and it really doesn't give the movie a whole ton of direction, but once the movie did get going, you're locked in and you're in for a really fun ride. It takes a little bit to get there. Overall, my friends, I'm gonna say this movie is a 7 out of 10. It is a good film. This movie has a ton of pleasant surprises in its humor, good voice performances, and gorgeous animation to bring it all together. And to boot, there's very, very little downside to this movie, so it's tough not to enjoy it. This isn't a special Especially a great watch for family viewing considering the humor format that it uses or if you're looking to just turn your brain off and have some fun with some cool characters all right my friends so those are my thoughts on rango but have you seen rango if so what did you think of it you know where the comment section is let me know and finally to cap off this episode we're going to review disney's newest release starring dwayne johnson and emily blunt 
Jungle Cruise. So Jungle Cruise surrounds a scientist named Lily Houghton, played by Emily Blunt, and a boat captain named Frank, played by Dwayne Johnson. Lily is on the hunt for a flower that's said to change modern medicine, and she's going to utilize it to help the world, and she enlists the helps of Frank in the rivers of Brazil. I thought this was a great movie. There's very little not to enjoy. Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt were absolutely phenomenal on screen. Their characters were really impressive. The scenes were fun when they needed to be. They were a little bit more somber and serious when they needed to be. The movie was very self-aware, and I appreciated this movie on a very high level. And best of all, the movie did a good job of getting me even more invested into these characters as it went on. Let's start with what I loved about this movie. First off, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt were absolutely superb. Their characters were designed to be experts in their field, and they did a good job of making it very believable that they were experts in their field. In order to be a boat captain or to be a scientist, you have to have clever, you have to have wit, you've got to be charismatic, you got to be, in it. you have to have some ingenuity to you, and they both sold that to a T. The writing enabled it so that these characters would make you believe that they were possessive of these traits and then Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt, their performances bolstered that dialogue and it really elevated it to its fullest potential and really showcasing what makes them special. So good on Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt for that. Also, this movie had some really strong characters in it, mainly in the form of Frank and Lily, but also in a couple of other characters as well. Lily and her brother McGregor are a very high moral fiber. They're very charismatic people, or at least I would say Lily's a bit more charismatic of the two. Frank is more of a really complex trickster whose motivations change throughout the movie, and you get to learn a lot about him. He knows his way out of a lot of situations, which is really cool to see play out. Kind of going back on the writing piece a little bit, this movie does a really good job of exposing to us more about these characters. It's how the motivations change throughout the movie. What makes these characters special? It utilizes a really clever technique I like to call finding the meaning in the mundane. It takes the most in-between moments in the movie, like if they're on a long boat ride, and it really takes those moments to produce some really interesting dialogue between characters and really gets you invested even more into them and how much they really care for each other. It kept the pace of the movie really consistent without bogging it down while still having great character exposition. Also, the humor. Given the trailer, I thought that the movie was going to have some humor in it. I thought it was going to be really, really cheesy. However, the movie actually does a really good job of making you laugh. I laughed quite a few times. Granted, a lot of the humor in this movie does come in the form of puns, but the movie is very self-aware of that, and it really helped in its execution that it didn't take itself too seriously on its humor in that regard. It just totally helped in the delivery and made it even funnier. And lastly, the adventure elements in this movie. That's essentially what this movie is, is an adventure movie. There's quite a few fight scenes in this. There's quite Quite a few action scenes there's some really intense situations that go on with a boat people are chasing each other and it makes for a really fun ride throughout the movie and you really feel like you're on an adventure with these people which is what Disney tends to be good at. What did I not really enjoy about this movie? One thing I didn't really enjoy was the villains. You could make a case that there was probably one too many antagonists in this film, and because of that, it makes the threats that Frank and Lily face a little bit diluted. There is one villain in particular that is very complex and very interesting, but other than that, I just didn't really care about the other antagonists. Another thing is I didn't quite buy into everything that this movie was telling me, mainly in the form of Lily and her brother McGregor being able to fight you can even see in the trailer there's a scene where Lily punches Frank in the face and Frank says, 
good form and the movie never really answers how lily and her brother mcgregor learned to fight even though they fight so much and they fight eptly in this movie granted they're both scientists but the fact of the matter is how do they get so good with their fists how do they get so good at getting out of some of these situations and how do they know how to wield weapons it's just very it's something that the movie doesn't quite answer it wasn't a huge deal another thing i thought this movie was lacking was the fact that the adventure got a little complex at times it's just, I didn't quite grasp everything that the movie told me about their quest. I mean, it could have just been I was tired of shit when I went and watched this movie, but they would give you really quickly, like in just one or two lines, it just didn't quite relay. It wasn't enough time for me to really digest the information, absorb it, and be able to apply it to the movie. And it got to the point where I actually stopped kind of caring about the adventure, and I cared more about the characters as the movie went on. Not only that, but I think there were a couple of unanswered questions by the time the movie ended. However, my friend's final verdict, this movie is an 8 out of 10. It is a great, fun Disney adventure movie that is suitable for just about everybody. There's excellent characters, writing, acting, and adventure elements. Dwayne The Rock Johnson Emily Blunt were very, very good on screen. Their performances brought the best out of already good dialogue. Their chemistry was impeccable. The humor and adventure elements were really entertaining throughout. Although there are one too many villains and some questions did go unanswered, it didn't compromise my overall experience. Go see it. This movie is great. It's fun for the whole family and you won't be disappointed. All right, my friends, have you seen Jungle Cruise? If so, what do you think of it? You know where the comment section is. Let me know. All right, my friends, that'll do it for this episode of Coffee and Kernels. Thank you so much again for joining me this week for another episode. Like, comment, and subscribe to if you enjoyed these videos and would like to get in on the fun. Once again, I've been Bryce. This has been the Bankrupt Hippo YouTube channel. And until the next video, have a great day.